He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Touchdown! Is this the tiger? Fernando Tatis Jr. A grand slam. Iguodala. It's funny to hear female talk about routes like. Back seat hosted by Clark and Ethan. It's funny. Hello and welcome to From the Back Seat. It is great to have everyone here. Clark, how are you doing? Uh, you know, not a great week again for the old uh, football team there that I like to cheer for and the Bengals, but fun week of football. I can't complain too much. My weekend was nice in Tahoe. So while the football team didn't do what I wanted, still, you know, what can I complain about? Always good to be back and doing the pod too. Also, thanks for coming in so early, Leland. It's always great. Yeah, to have appreciate you. it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for dumping milk on your head. That yeah, was that was. I wash. can't wow. believe you I actually did. Asked you to do that, um, but a man of your word shows character. Yeah. We always love to see it. So uh, respect to that. We're happy to see you do it again if you ever want to. If you ever have any some sort of outlandish deal that you really want to poke out there, feel free to do that again. Although maybe use a half gallon this time, so there's less washing of the hair and smell being taken out because milk stays with you how about this leland if clark and i get to 3k on tiktok within the next two weeks we'll do the same thing or i'll do it and then i'll do a half a oh man can we do some other liquid i don't know i mean brutal if we get to 3k i mean we've run up a bunch recently i don't know if we can do that much but we'll see if we'll see yes if we can get 3k by Two weeks from today. So by I'll basically do a half gallon, right. I'll do a half gallon of chocolate milk. All right, half I think chocolate milk would probably be worse. I don't know. We'll do something. We'll do something. Um, so let's talk about this NFL slate. Uh, it was kind of a crazy weekend. Yeah, wild for us. Well, just from a podcast perspective. So from a podcast perspective, from content wise, really, really good weekend. Really like great weekend. Incredibly weak good weekend. From a fantasy perspective and pickham's perspective the podcast fell super flat this weekend yeah not great no, we I lost think we'll... every single league we are in six and we lost every single one i lost my pickums because of that stupid cardinals raiders game where i picked the raiders and i would have won but of course the raiders they had, had to a raider blow it they had to blow it uh, i guess that's how it's gotta be i guess it's how it's gotta be pretty classic though in oakland's and they're uh a lot of big talk. A lot of big talk from Raiders. A lot of big talk. But on the TikTok thing, uh, since Leland commented about it, yeah, the TikTok has been doing absolutely numbers right now. We actually finally beat the Dodgers video. Yeah. As of like an hour ago, it is no longer our most viewed video. It is now the passive income one, uh, which is fun. And I think this Russ video, from the way that it's been moving, might beat them all, which is... We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. The Russ video is... Um, to say the least, is controversial because polarizing. People, people don't know what to think. The Trey Lance video is kind of the same way, but to so, a lesser here, we extent. We were talking about this like off camera. I think what I laughed about is that there was, it seemed about to be, how many comments on there? A bunch. We also hit 693. 693. That's a lot of former guys who probably played two years of RC football and think that their knowledge is just beyond expansive. Like, well, and they're just like... Oh my God! Oh, you guys never watch football. We do yeah, that. In you JV never football. watch it. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, but I really doubt that most NFL teams yell "run" or "pass" 
I really do doubt that. Again, this is a C- this is a Denver team that is currently one and one to the Houston Texans and the Seattle Seahawks. The team most congrats to Leland, by the way. Probably one and two, number one, picking number one and two going into next year. I would have to assume, right? That's what I would have to. I don't know. I th- there are some bad teams right now. I feel like the difference between the good teams and the bad teams is super wide. I mean, I mean the Falcons. I mean they came back on the Rams, but that team. Falcons looked- have come back twice. I don't know. I mean, I still think it's week two. There's a lot to still get for. I would say for myself, I'll withhold most of my opinions on like who stinks and who's not like probably till week four. That's when I'll deem it. We'll see. I mean, the one team I would be really worried about, and this is where we can start is if I was a Colts fan, I'd be sweating right now. You know, um, Matt Ryan looks his age. Matt Ryan looks like he's the age has caught up to him. He moves like how Tom Brady should move at age 43. Matt Ryan looks slow. Um, It also does not help that he has no without Pittman oh my god is there that, nothing to throw to there's nothing and defense is just no just stack the box against Jonathan Taylor and I know that offense literally do. can't move I know it, it's it's remarkable I I know there's still a lot of time but I think my my biggest concern with some of these teams who are struggling right now like say a Colts or a Raiders um the personnel isn't there for it to get better I, I think the talent lacks. Like, I don't know. I In the Raiders' case, I feel like they have the talent to win games. I think the issue right now is with, and this is my caveat, with the way Miami is going, I think Miami is stealing a wild card seed right now. I I think they're a playoff team. I mean, they look. Uh, look, I think Miami played really well this last week. I mean, they just beat they played Baltimore. Great. They played great. They played really well. My, I think it's two things though in that game. You saw some of the coverage that was getting played in that. Game. Oh, oh, I know, and I tweeted about it uh, on that Tyree kill slant where the dude just stood still and let him run right by him. Kyle Hamilton was a part of that too. Uh, I mean, that was baffling some of the coverage. JT O'Sullivan, who does a great job yeah. at TV school, had some great breakdowns. Tua deserves his credit. He played quite well, and I will credit the Miami Dolphins organization for getting. You saw what Tyreek and James uh, Waddle are at their peak, and that's devastating. It's devastating. That so, is such a good combo. It's such a good combo. The thing is, I will hold off a little bit on my, you know, ascension on Tua this season. I just feel like a lot of what I saw was attributed somewhat to the Ravens. Like there was like that one play. What was that sixty-yard bomb? Just standing still. No one was moving. It was weird. It was very characteristic. My thing of where I'm saying is they're stealing a wild card seed is from a seeding perspective, beating the Ravens early and the Pats just gives them such a nice up in the wild card race already. They're already going to hold some of these tiebreakers. And so starting 2-0, it's hard to deny. And I mean, while Tua looked amazing last game, I mean, he played so well in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, their defense looks good. I mean, Lamar played incredibly well. And for all these people that are chirping Lamar, acting like he was out-dueled by Tua, get Lamar out of here. Great. Lamar, Lamar played great. incredible. Lamar was so good. You know what's a concern, though? Another thing with the Ravens, though. Did you see the number, what their carries are when Lamar Jackson doesn't rush the ball? No, I don't know. I don't know how they're doing. Well, they also don't have Dobbins yet. I know, I know, but they still have gotten guys back. They still have, and people always lean on 
you know, the rush game being a big part of the offense. They, outside of Lamar carries, they have 31 carries for 82 yards when Lamar doesn't run the ball as a team. Man. That's bad. That's bad, yeah. And if the defense plays like it did, I mean, like, I think Miami has really, really good weapons. I think it's probably a top five skill position group. I mean, I don't know. I like for the Ravens. I, I don't know. That was a little bit weird. I think it's uncharacteristic though for Baltimore. I wouldn't be too worried if I was Baltimore. No, I wouldn't be worried in Baltimore. I'm just saying. I think right now the the issue I have for the Colts and for the Raiders, and I'm going to say and the Bengals as well, is now I think Miami's stealing a wild card spot, so the races get a little bit tighter. Here's we, my thing. Neither of us picked them as a wild card team, and I think they're going to be one. Here's my thing. I will I will concede more to that just if things go well in, against Buffalo. Do they play Buffalo next they week? They play Buffalo next week. Even if they keep it close, then... But do you see them keeping it close? I mean, they just beat Baltimore. They just beat Baltimore. They just beat Baltimore, and I think Buffalo's going to... I think... Well, Buffalo's probably the best team in football, in my opinion, but... Right now, I mean, they're... Who They're would you, the best? Who would you? Yeah, right now, who would you? There's no one you consider better than Buffalo. I mean, I would love this. I would like to say Kansas City, but I don't think Kansas City's. Kansas on Kansas City's level. not better than Buffalo. You saw well, look what Buffalo did tonight. I know uh, Buffalo's killing it, but again, I also think Tennessee isn't that good. So I don't think Tennessee's that good either. But it's not like Tennessee's like a complete joke. No. All right, let's get to some of these comments. I've been, I've been kind of not paying attention to them. So from Drew, or this is Cody. I'm guess maybe it's Cody. Um, from Drew Code Sports Talks. Go check them out if you haven't. Um, so Monday Night Football made it look like Bills and Eagles will meet in the Super Bowl. What do you think, Clark? Bills, sure. I think Bills and four. The Eagles were really good tonight. Jalen Hurts had a great first half. Um, the offense disappeared in the second half, though, for Philly. They didn't do anything much in the second half. I mean, I believe... yeah, but when you're up twenty-four-seven, still. I mean, if you're like they got lucky, they're facing one of the worst primetime quarterbacks in the NFL. I think in some degree, it's also not the worst primetime quarterback. I think people. Now that I'm really looking at it, with he's Minnesota, 0-10 on Monday night. No, football. no. But what I'm saying is I think a bigger issue with Minnesota is, yes, he's really bad in prime time. But one thing I would be worried about if I were a Vikings fan is that secondary is not very good, especially it on the It wasn't good last year either. I know, and they missed the playoffs. I know, but I'm saying, I mean, I, I understand that. But I'm saying for the Philadelphia side of it, no, I don't think Philadelphia. Who's contending against them right now? In the NFC, in which in which part of the NFC? Well, just in the NFC. I mean, he's saying the Eagles is a Super Bowl. Who do you think is contending with the Eagles right now? Tampa, Green Bay. I mean, you just hope they get it together, but I don't. Forty Nine ers face it too. The Forty Nine ers are probably a better team now with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. You feel better about that right now? I don't know. That's hard for me to say. I don't think it's hard for me to say. But you Tell think they're the better, offense, with Jimmy? G? That offense operated better. I know it was a complete sludge game for Lance week one, but the 49ers offense clearly was more efficient. There's there's no game. way I'm going to say that I'm going to take any takeaway from that 49ers game. If I mean, the 49ers met up against the Eagles, I think the 49ers would win that game for sure. I don't think so. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I mean, we can talk about it. Um, it'll be a conversation throughout the year. I think we're going to continue to see these NFC teams. I think honestly, the NFC looks way worse than even we had talked about over way worse. like i think it's in worse shape than we thought i think I mean, who's ever coming out of the nfc is just getting steamrolled by probably the bills out of the afc yeah the bills look like it's half the afc for sure but i don't know i mean i think for i don't know if we look at for minnesota yeah i think minnesota is concerning but 
I think another team that you called the dark horse too, if you want to feel better after two weeks, is Detroit. I, mean, I feel Detroit good about won. it. Detroit I still feel I feel good about toe. the Giants too. Remember last week I said I stamped it. I thought the Giants were a playoff team. They they're two and zero right now. The Giants are sneaky. I think their quarterback's going to hold them back. I think so too. But they're they're sitting at two and zero. Yeah, um, I would. Yeah, the Giants are. I, but yeah, I think Detroit. I mean, one thing I know people question Dan Campbell's ability as like a play caller or what he does offensively. But that team's averaged thirty five points per game for the first two weeks. They look no. like a juggernaut when they're going. I mean, Jared Goff's just Jared Goff, but he's doing what he's supposed to. He's giving the ball to his playmakers, and they have a plentiful amount of playmakers and an offensive line that I think, again, we've talked about. I think it's probably top five in the NFL. And when that's your strong suit, that's a good thing. And the defense is not too, uh, opportunistic as well. So I think it's top two, and it's not number two. Yeah, I think it's fair. I, I think it's the best in the league. I mean, look, they're the, missing the guys. The push they're getting for Swift right now is crazy. Swift looks so good laterally. Amon St. Brown, whoo. I want to know looks what looks like when uh, Robert Woods was in the, with the Ram system, how they were using, like, he's a smaller guy. They use him in all looks, different ways. He looks great. But his ceiling's even higher than Woods, <clears throat> I think, because Amonit has some ability to access the deep part of the field. No, I totally agree. Like, I, I really like Amon Ross St. Brown. I think I think everything the line's been doing, what they've been building, um, I think I feel much more – like, I thought the commanders would possibly be a sneaky kind of team. They handled the commanders mightily. And even really for against that game against Philadelphia, for the first quarter and a half, they were manhandling Philadelphia. They were beating Philadelphia at their own game. So I think the Lions certainly are a team that you look at, especially with the way the Vikings played tonight. Second I, team, yeah. second best team in the NFC North after two weeks, the Lions. Yeah, I'd say sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm feeling good about that gamble too. I was – I might get them both. I might get the Giants and the Lions into the playoffs. I think I don't know. I don't, like, I don't I, know who's I dropping out. I think you get one. We'll see. If I get them both, then I deserve like huge props before the season. And here, here, I want to go back to one thing though, just because I was curious about. It. I think I texted you in the group chat earlier. Uh, we talked about the Colts. I, I don't think the Colts win that division. I, I have no confidence in the Colts anymore at that point. Who do you think wins? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, my gut says Jacksonville, but. I mean, you know what? There's still a part of me. I, I'm going to stamp this right now. I think the winner of that division has a losing record. No, that won't happen. I think so. I think playing the AFC, I think these teams are just going to get beat up upon, and I think one will win the division at 8-9. and nine. I think, no, I think Jack's, look, I think if you've watched Trevor Lawrence the first two weeks, there's some seriously noticeable improvement. I think no, he, he looks good. The problem is I just think these other teams are a lot better. Well, look at their schedule. Look, I don't think the schedule for Jacksonville is probably that demanding. They finished, what, dead last, only in front of the Texans? So they're third place. Yeah, I mean, they get to play all the – I mean, they, they get an easy schedule. I mean, they play the Chargers this week, and they might not have Justin Herbert. So that could be a win for Jacksonville. They have to play all the AFC West. That's kind of an issue. Well, the NFC, AFC West, what is that right now? Let's think about that. This division was supposed to be the big world beaters, and let's be honest, it's the same thing it has been for the last four years. But to be quite honest, I mean, none of the divisions look like world beaters right now. Everyone's beating up on each other. No, I would agree, but let's think about it. The NFC West was this division that was deemed to be this world beater. You have an 0-2 team. You have a 1-1 team that's barely beaten the Texans and the Seahawks. And the Chargers now have a quarterback with the – I mean, Herbert, I think he'll be okay, but you don't know what the rib injury is there. I mean, with no, that, you don't, things are much different. No, you don't entirely know. But, I, again, I'm not entirely out on the Raiders. I'm not ready to bounce ship. I mean – I wouldn't be either. 
I think my one issue right now is, man, Josh McDaniels, not sitting good. What did I tell you? This is the same Somebody guy that told me. I mean, I just said, I, I, I mean, they're just not sitting. Did good I right not now. tell? I said this before the season that my biggest issue with the Raiders before anything else was Josh McDaniels. Everyone ignored the fact this guy 10 years ago, maybe less than that, stunk in Denver. Stunk. And look what's happening. I mean, it's, it's, it's not really fair because it's been 15 years. If we went by that, Brian Dayball is supposed to be a horrible offensive coordinator because he wasn't good in Cleveland. Yeah, but Brian, but at least he went back somewhere. I mean, you know, he became an offensive coordinator again. He learned from mistakes. McDaniel just went back to be coddled by Belichick. Uh, Cody's giving you your credit. He said you did. I was there when you said it. Yeah, I know. Oh, that no. was my only issue is McDaniel. Mike McDaniels, I think the talent there offensively is real. The, the issues in the secondary at the line are going to be there. You live with them. You got to battle through them. But my biggest qualm was I don't know what Josh McDaniels is. The last time I saw him, it wasn't particularly good. I mean, my issue is in overtime, I think they got a little bit too cute with it. They tried to go spread and go horizontal instead of vertical. And I feel like where that offense really excels is in the vertical game. I mean, when you have Devontae Adams, who can run every route in the book, you have Darren Waller, who can eat the seam, and then you have Hunter Renfro, who can clean up anything in the middle of the field. I feel like it doesn't do you good to try to go horizontal and run stretches and screens, especially as you're trying to get it, especially if you believe in Derek Carr, which the Raiders seem like they have all the faith in Carr right they now. They should. I mean, I they I should. Guess. They should have faith in Carr. If that's going to be your guy, that's your guy. You got to buy in. That's your him. guy. So, I mean, yeah, I, the Raiders, again, I'm not out on them, but the concerns that I have are showing up. Oh, I mean, for sure. That's just the way it is. For sure. I mean, it's a bad place, but I feel like we've been talking about the Raiders. We got to talk about the Bengals. Yeah, of course. The, All ba- right. the Bengals, there's a surplus of issues. There, there's a so, surplus. So let's, let's get into the Bengals. Let's talk about it. So – what is going on with Joe Burrow? So I think Joe Burrow, it's it's a couple things. Um, I think you're starting to see a quarterback. I still, and again, I think you can totally turn this around, but he gets hit a lot and he got hit a lot last year. And I think it's taken a little bit of a toll on him. And I think what will happen, or at least I'm hopeful for, is that this offensive line still needs to gel. You can clearly see it as there was a number of times where Dallas got free runners. That's troublesome. I think it's contributing to some of the quick decision-making where he's trying to just get the ball out fast. Um, I think Burrow, while I am saying – he Burrow's been bad the first two weeks. No way around it. He's been bad. He has not been um, the guy that you saw in 2021. Again, I don't know if it has to be because he missed a lot of camp with the appendectomy. Um, I don't know if it's because he's going to hit a lot. I, I don't know if that's the biggest fi- factor into it. Um while I am concerned about Burrow, I'm more concerned about other things. First off, um, offensive line, I'm still concerned about a lot. I would have thought this group would have gelled a little bit more. I don't know what they do about it. I don't know if Frank Pollock gets addressed at his job at the offensive line, because let's face it, he's had a number of years now, I think two or three, to address this issue, and we really haven't developed anyone well. I know Volson's played well last week. He was a bright star of what was a terrible offensive line performance, but – Truthfully, Lyle Collins, I mean, we didn't pay him all that money to go there and just let Micah Parsons whiff. I mean, Alex Kappa, he's been okay. Ted Karras has been fine, but the refinement that you're looking for at the offensive line hasn't been there. Um, the biggest issue, though, to me, aside from Burrow not playing well, is uh, the, the play calling from Zach Taylor has been terrible. I mean, I, I think you're seeing a guy who looks like he 
doesn't know what to do. I think if you needed an example of the confusion or the disagreement, Burrow yelling no spread, no wide on the field because he knows that's not the set that he wants. He doesn't want to get hit. You know, he's there's something else that needs to change. Um, and plus, if you look at a lot of what the concepts were running, teams were playing Tampa two against us last year, and we'd still take shots. Jamar Chase said it after the game. We, they didn't take a single shot. They didn't have a, like hardly any deep routes planned for this team all last week against Dallas. It didn't look like they had anything against Pittsburgh. They're just checking the ball under. Um, the, the concerns are there. I, I dislike the play calling quite a bit. Um, and I think what's more glaring too is that Burrow's not able to play with the way he's been at. He he covered up a lot of this last year because he was playing hero ball. I mean, yeah. he's not doing that right now. So the issues are more magnified. Um, do I still think the team can get it turned around? Sure. Uh, at the same time, though, if they get back into this thing, you're going to look at it these first two weeks of the season where you lost to Cooper Rush and you lost to Mitch Trubisky. And if you miss out on the playoff spot because you're getting back into it, those are the games why you missed it at the end of the year. Well, I mean, my thing with the Bengals right now is I, I came to this conclusion earlier today, and I don't know if you agree with this, but at this point, with the way the Bengals offensive line is playing, I almost feel like Joe Burrow would it really excel in the current Chargers offense, and Justin Herbert would really excel in the current Bengals offense. Reason being, the Chargers love to do quick passing games that involve screen routes, getting horizontal, letting players in on our offense who can't get yak. Like they just throw them out there and expect them to get yak, which doesn't exist. And whereas the Bengals love, I mean, not right now, but last year they used to air the ball out. They used to put the playmakers or the ball into their playmakers hands. And right now this offense is just not working with Burrow. And it's, I don't so think it's, Burrow. it's a problem. It's not working. It's a, they're not calling deep shots, but it's not that they're not calling deep shots. I mean, they are. look at the, look at the, no, no, but it's, that's not what I'm saying is even if they were calling deep shots, these things wouldn't be executed. The pressure is there too quickly. So and why Burrow, would they get executed with Herbert? I'm not saying they would get executed with Herbert. That's I'm what saying you just said that's what you just no, said. But, I mean, Herbert swapped roles that they would have thrive. What, what I'm saying is last year, Herbert is much better at evading pressure than Burrow. And that's just a fact. I mean, if we Herbert, look at then it, by that logic, then Burrow's a much efficient deep ball passer. What do you mean? Who had the most explosive plays last year as an offense? No, I know. But Joe Burrow had had a lot of deep shots. I'm not saying he didn't. Yeah, so that, I, that's what I'm not understanding what your point is here. What I'm saying is right now, Burrow needs to be put into an offense that involves quick passing game, getting that's the ball into That's what they're doing Jack. right now. But it's not working. That's the thing. So why it's would be, it work? Why would it work with the Because charter? they're... Because the thing is, Burrow can't evade pressure. Right now, his first gut is to run around and hope that he can use his legs to win, and it's not working. See, I, I disagree on that because I think Burrow's a better off, almost better off-script quarterback. At least he was not this season, but last season was a better off-script quarterback than Herbert was. But we're going by this season because this season is what's getting put on tape. Last season is kind of irrelevant right now. I mean, right now... I'm not going to base two at, games over a 17-game season last season. I mean, I know right not, now... It's not, but I mean, look at the quality of the opponent that the Bengals are losing to right now. I know I mean, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. But the one thing I will say where Bengals fans can't hit the panic button quite yet is the two the two pass rushes they've gone against are some of the top in the league. No, they are. I mean, I, I the agree. only the only better you're going to get really out of those two teams are probably the Chargers and Raiders. Those are probably the only two 
that match the caliber of what the Bengals went up against. I mean, I'm I'm almost ready to say Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence is the best edge duo in the league. I mean, no, I, I agree. I mean, they're one of the better ones, but I still think, again, from a protection standpoint for Cincinnati, I don't care. It's two of the best. You can't give up seven sacks in both games. No, I mean, runners. but again, I mean, I just think the offensive scheme just isn't working right now. Whatever they're trying to dial up, it just isn't working. And going deep isn't the answer. If you can't protect, then you can't go deep. I think you definitely can't. The deep throw is the quickest route in the playbook. No, it's not. You take two steps, plan on your back foot, and throw it. Yeah, but the problem is if you miss, then it's an interception going the other way. There's no I mean, guarantee the, it's an interception every time. You're usually going to have a one-on-one -on -one matchup with someone on that outside with Higgins and Chase. But the issue is, and I think you're taking this out of it because you don't think he's a good player. Trevon Diggs was the dude on Jamar Chase all game. No, if, he wasn't on him all game. For on the deep shot you sent me over Twitter earlier today, he was. I mean, that on was, the and boundary, it wasn't even looking. The play was, that's my point. I know, but what I'm saying year, the is. The play wasn't designed to go there. But the thing is, with Trevon Diggs, any missed shot is an interception going the other way. And so every team knows Higgins. that. Okay, and they took shots with T. Higgins. It just Did didn't they? work. They didn't. I mean, they, it just didn't work. That's they the didn't. Thing. They didn't attempt to get a pass down 30 yards last game. They didn't because do that. They had no time. They had zero time Again, to throw the, the ball. The quickest throw you can have is a two-strep deep shot. That's so quick. I mean, you can try it, but the problem is then you have safety help. They were just playing cover two over the top, which means you're putting two safeties. That's exactly what the Dallas was playing, is they were trying to stop it. You got to take a knew, shot at some point. You got to take a shot at some point. You have to beat it over the middle, and the only way to develop that play is through play action. And they can't they run play time. action. Because they don't have time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They didn't have time to develop these plays to beat cover two. They've never been able to develop play action. They didn't do it last year at all either. They're one of the worst play action teams in football. Yeah, but now, now Burrow is seeing a much wider spread of cover two against him. Last year, he was playing a lot more single high than he is they right now. They were playing plenty of cover two last year. They were playing plenty of cover two. I'm not saying, but the share already is higher. Teams are, teams are sitting on cover two because they know Jamar Chase can beat him over top. I know. I mean, I, I think that's the issue. I think the Bengals need to figure out, how about this? I think the place that the Bengals really need to exceed at is in the medium passing game. They need to get the intermediate game where you're getting those 20 to 30 yard chunks going a lot better. They need to plus, do everything better. They need to do everything better. Plus, that's I mean, at some point, I feel like Joe Mixon's got to get going. I mean, Mixon up to this point has been a factor, but I don't feel the like on the level he was. Run blocking has been bad too. That's thing. the run blocking hasn't been good either. No, the offensive line just hasn't been been no, particularly. The Bengals good. have a plethora of problems. You're right. I mean, Burrow has not played well at all. He's been probably this year like in the 20s as a quarterback for his performance. Um, they haven't had any explosive plays that I can remember hardly off the page. The offensive line is in there. Everything that could have gone wrong in these first two games has. Um, I still think they can get it turned around, but you're right. In every sense, it's not going well. The Bengals, where they sit right now, are in hot water. No, I mean, I, I think they can get it turned around. I'm not trying to say that they're not. And I think no, Burrow I will not. turn it around. I think Burrow's going to turn it around. I just think the issues right now are honestly are things that I saw from the Chargers last year. And so that's where I'm like, at some point, Herbert turned it on. But you can't have the problem with the Bengals right now is it's all on Burrow. And I mean, the defense is playing well, but they're the also playing. They're playing such par, subpar quarterbacks. So it's yeah. hard to really know where that defense stands. I mean, they're really good against the run, but um, it's yeah, hard I mean, to know I how no, they stand I, I as think, a unit. 
No, I think uh, I think you're right. Yes, the Bengals have struggled on offense mightily. If you compare just the team last year, it's somewhat a joke on offense. I don't know why it's changed. The personnel is all the same. Arguably, it's not better off talent wise. Um, I don't know. They have a lot to making up to do. Zero and two is not where this team. They should have been two and zero to start the season. Really, against these two quarterbacks, Easily. it really should not have been a question. So it should have been an easy two and out. Easy two and Um, I don't know how they lost to Dallas last week. I don't know how they lost to Pittsburgh this first week. Um, they need to figure it out. They're in tr- if they lose, if they lose next week against the Jets, it's done. I mean that that's they play it. the Jets next week. They play the Jets next week in New York. In New York, man. If they don't win that game, then they'll be in trouble. They'll, it'll Zach, be done. Really, is that if Zach Taylor misses the playoffs, is he gone? He can't be. They signed him to an extension. He can claim his job in twenty twenty four. All right. Plus, it's well, plus, think about it. It's, it's the Brown family. When has the Brown family ever made a quick decision on anything? No, you're right. I mean, and they just went to a Super Bowl. I feel like it's overreaction right now. Again, I think I think the Bengals are in a good spot right now. I'm not well, not in a not good spot. Good. They're in a bad spot. No, they're in a bad, <laughs> spot. A bad spot. But I, I think they can turn it around. I mean, it, now especially adding the 17th game, 0 and 2 doesn't feel like as big as a hole as it used to be in a 16-0 game. Just because you have some extra leeway. And at least Dallas is out of conference. So it doesn't really, besides for the loss, yeah. it doesn't really hurt them in the playoff race. Yeah, I mean, it, if, it's it's just a stupid spot to be in. Let's just put it that way. I mean, it's everything. It's a stupid spot to be in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything. It's, it's like the nightmare. Like, it was weird. Like, I'll say this at the last point. It was weird. Going into this Cowboys game, it had the feel of, like, games in the Marvin Lewis era where you're like, we should win this, but man, it just doesn't feel like it. The mojo was off. I don't know. They can turn it around. They have the personnel group to do it. Um, I think a lot of it just leans on obviously Joe, the offensive line and Zach Taylor. That's where it goes. For sure. I mean, again, I think they'll turn it around and I'm saying I, I, even for the Raiders, I think they'll kind of turn it around. The one team I'm worried about is the Colts. I'll say if, if there's one team I'm worried about that will not, I think it's the Colts just because Frank Reich, for all of his glory, something is off. Something yeah. is wrong. They don't have the weapons. Um, they don't have the weapons. Their defense looks vulnerable. I don't know. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, uh, they scored zero points last week. I mean, yeah, the Jags aren't necessarily some sort of world beater of a defense either. I know they're improved, and I do like the Jaguars, but there's not. I mean, I, if, even if they have Pittman, does it make that much of a difference? I don't know. Probably That's not. the team I'm most worried about. Yeah. I mean, again, I, 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 I'm still optimistic as a Bengals fan. If you're a Raiders fan, I would certainly still think there's reason to go up. Um, but for teams like another team that should be worried is the Titans. And we got to go Titans. Let's talk about the Titans. I was ready yeah. to talk about them. Yeah. Um, can I just say this? What's that? For the Titans, uh, I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is going to last much longer. Malik I think Willis, Willis came in in the third quarter. I'm thinking Malik's going to start to look real interesting real soon. I think there's going to be some sort of interest. Because usually in years past, with this Vrabel-led team, Miami has surprised – I mean, sorry, the Titans have surprised teams. They beat Buffalo last year on Monday night. They've had games where they kind of shock people. But now they're missing pieces on defense. They're certainly missing weapons on offense. Tannehill isn't very good. You're going to look to something else. I don't know. This feels like it's trouble waters for the Titans. Can I say? You were right. No, it's not that I, I'm, <laughs> I'm right. I mean, I did say I thought they would you have did a say you were right, yes. But um, no, but what I'm going to say 
is I think the worst offseason move when we look back at it in five years will yep. be the trade of AJ Brown. Oh yeah. I think the trade of AJ Brown will go down as one of the most uh, actually I think it will go down at maybe not Kenny Galladay levels of that signing, but to trade away that star for a team that isn't rebuilding. Yeah. Is really bad. Well, cause here's like, that's, it's insane because they drafted him, developed him, and now you have him and you choose to trade him away instead of signing him. And then the player, guy they got to replace him is like Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. But let's be honest, neither of those two are going to do that in any way. I mean, people are high on Traylon Burks and I get why, but again, he was the sixth receiver taken. Whereas yeah. AJ Brown is already a top 10 receiver in the NFL. He's looking like into his prime. Five. He He's looks so like, good. Well, I mean, if you need any example, like I'm, I loved AJ Brown because AJ Brown not only is a great deep threat, but he's so good after the catch and he's so big. Like I've said on multiple, he reminds me of Julio. I mean, he's a huge physical take it to the house on a slant kind of guy. And I just don't understand trading some dude again that you've developed, you drafted, he was yours, and you didn't even hardly have a contract negotiation. You just sent him out the door. No, it's crazy. I don't know why they did it. And I I think it's bad. I think it's really bad. Yeah. And also, know. what does that send to free agents or people value. in your building? I mean, I, I, I agree. It seems like anyone's expendable. You got to keep your head on a swivel. And it, I think it speaks too to we're like, okay, if you get good enough, we will just send you on your way. Yeah. Like it, it's like to me, it actually, again, as a Bengals fan, this is what we did. If you had a good player, if they got expensive, we will just let you go and hope we can draft someone else because we're cheap. But it's weird because I didn't take the Titans as a type of franchise, but maybe no. we should. I don't know. So let's say, Let's say uh, my prediction is, and right now I'm feeling pretty good about my early NFL predictions. So I had the Titans having a losing record, missing the playoffs. Pretty solid. If they do, is Vrabel gone? No, I, I, Vrabel will be the guy. Like, look, I think, I, I don't think you can fire Vrabel. Vrabel's done a good job despite having, again, a quarterback that truthfully everyone knows is pretty mid. I mean, he excelled beyond what he should have because he had capable players around him. He was elevated. He did have some nice moments. Um, but I don't think Vrabel's had a total uh if he had a better quarterback, things would be different. But I don't know. Maybe you do have to consider it, but he's done so much for the organization that let's face it, for years has been really mediocre. No, I would agree. I wouldn't get rid of him, but it depends on how bad they are. Especially is now my prediction that I'm sticking with is I think the AFC South, the winner is gonna have a losing record. If they don't make the playoffs in a losing record division, you have to really think about it. I think you have to really think about it, but I also like who would be out there to get, I mean, there could be anyone. I mean, there's, there's going to be, I mean, Shane Steichen out of the Eagles right now, their offensive coordinator, he's going to be a hot commodity right now. Yeah. But the way like, look, wasn't, wasn't Nathaniel Hackett a hot commodity? Yeah. But I I think it's for different reasons. You have to give credit to Shane Steichen and this is where I'll give him all the credit in the world. He was the offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert's rookie year who the only reason he didn't stay is because they brought in a new staff. Which comes I over to Philly. I, I grin. Okay, but he comes over to Philly. They start off with this pass-happy offense. Doesn't work at all. And in the middle of the season, he decides to change the entire scheme to go run first, and they made the playoffs. Sirianni and, helped with that. 
I mean, I agree. I like Sirianni a lot as a coach. I like you Sirianni give, a lot too. I do you too. have to give Steichen some credit. I mean, I do. I, 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 think, plays. I think Steichen deserves a ton of credit. Um, he's he's probably right now who I think is going to be the hottest. Maybe Leslie Frazier as well, the defensive coordinator for the Bills. Leslie Frazier's had a number of jobs though. I agree, but I, I think he would be another one. Don't you think he would just fall back on the idea of recycling coaches though? That might scare. I don't know. I feel like I mean, not the new young coach. That's like that's the thing. I think people are still going to fall in love with Kellen Maud. People are still going to want to see what's under there. And now you can maybe convince it if they win some games with Cooper Rush. I mean, Kellen Moore. Oh, who did I say? You said Kellen Mond, the guy that got released. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Kellen Moore. No, I don't. I, if Kellen Moore gets a job, I think that. I don't think the Cowboys offense ever thrills me. It never does. And people no. talk about Kellen Moore a lot. He woefully underwhelms me a lot of times. Yeah. I don't know. And it's weird. Like, sometimes I feel like like D- Dak Prescott is really good. But sometimes it oddly feels like the Cowboys operate occasionally better without him, and I don't know why. No, I don't know why either. I don't I don't understand that team, and I never will. I won't either. Um, yeah, but I, I but yeah, Mike Brayroll, I don't think it would get rid of him. I think you'd obviously have another shot. I mean, you don't you don't fire a guy after an NFC title appearance, a number one overall seed appearance, a number of twelve plus win seasons. No, I don't think you do either. I don't think you do either. I think you probably sit there and say, Hey, we're gonna get you a new quarterback, and then we're gonna see how it goes. If you struggle there then we probably cut ties, but he definitely doesn't get a schwack that quick. For sure. Leland's asking us to talk about OBJ. Where, where do you think OBJ goes right now? He'll probably um, be back around week eight. Yeah. Um, OBJ coming back. Um, Cleveland fans for some reason are like, Oh, let's have a reunion. But I don't think he would ever want that in his entire life. I think he hated every second there. Um, also Cleveland just lost to the jets. Don't get too excited. Yeah, I mean, that was a disaster class, but also deserved for Cleveland Browns fans, how they behave Agreed. with their quarterback. Um, where would OBJ go? You know, it would be an int- intriguing one just because I feel like they need wide receiver help and this could help them. Who's that? Arizona. Yeah. I think, I mean, AJ Green's there, but AJ Green looks really old and he that breaks so my heart. But I, I think- I'm for all those Raider fans at the end of the game on that two point conversion. I think he, he dropped that ball. I think he might have dropped that ball too. I, I think, think he, he dropped that ball. Yeah, for AJ, it's sad for me as a Bengal fan because I think just the number of injuries broke him down so hard and he is aged really poorly. He's aged so uh, poorly. Which stinks because he was on a Hall of Fame type career, but that's not going to happen anymore. I but still think he might be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he had like to eight, open his career. Seven he had like straight Pro Bowl, yeah. seven straight 1,000 yard seasons. He won't get it because he was in Cincinnati. It's just he was a Bengal when he did that. No one cares. Let's be honest. I, it's, I, mean, I he was such a good player. He was so dominant. The thing is, his era, he just got overshadowed. Well, yeah, that's the thing. In his era, I think it's a big thing. He was never an all-pro because he had so many great guys around him, which stinks. It, he kind of feels – you know who he kind of feels like? The Phillip Rivers of the wide receiver position. Yeah, just like kind of super about. good, super productive. Didn't win a lot of games, so not a lot of people are going to talk about yeah, him. Yeah, I think – Has for, all the stats. Yeah, but for OBJ, I like Arizona as a possibility. Um, I think a team that could be a very real possibility would be Green Bay. They, yeah. I think Green Bay would be a huge option. Obviously, I don't think Rodgers is thrilled with his options. You throw OBJ in there, I think he likes things a little bit more. For me, it, it's the Ravens. I think the Ravens make the most sense. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think adding him to Baltimore, he already likes Lamar. They already seem to have a relationship from their Twitter stuff. I think that makes the most sense to me. 
you know, it's another kind of interesting team. I don't think they would do it. I like well, the Bucks, though. I like the Bucks or Bill. I I think Buffalo would stand pat. I don't think Buffalo would want to mess up any chemistry that they no. have right now. They're scoring too much. I yeah, I don't think Buffalo would make the move. Also, because I don't think they'd want the off the field stuff. Well, I don't think Odell, I don't think is that much off the field stuff ever. I think that's kind of an unfair rap that he gets. Sometimes. Well, it's not that an unfield unfair rap. I just feel like Sean they McDermott drop. yeah is like all about business. I don't I don't know if Sean McDermott would get yeah, I don't, I don't know. mind. I don't think you would mind. I mean OBJ like before he tore his ACL against the Bengals in that Super Bowl game was just No, he's really good. God. I mean, I think yeah, he would make sense to me. Um I, I, like Green Bay. I think the Bucs could make sense. Arizona. I think the Bucs are a little too crowded. I, I mean, I get it because when Godwin comes back. I think I get it because of the Brady stuff, and they always seem to bring in these kind of veteran players who's really good, but I already think that receiver room is too crowded because he also has to want to go there. And I don't think he'd want to be a part of the target share of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones. I, I don't think there's enough like targets for him to go. I around. also feel like Odell's going to want to pick somewhere where he's a big name in a city that can win. That's what I think. I, and that he can get a lot of yards, you know, and he can get way, a lot of balls. That's why I think the Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens could, I always like Rashad Bateman. He's like flashes really quick. Then he kind of goes away like yeah. he did in this last game. Uh, I will say another team that it would probably never happen because things are going too well, but Kansas city, yeah, I could see Kansas City. I I just I mean, I I totally get it and I get why they do it. Mhm. Again, it's just not I don't know if that move would happen. No, I I don't think that would. Cuz that to me, I yeah, he would be the number 1, but again, I don't think he'd want to fight the target share of Travis Kelsey. I agree. I don't think he'd want to. Fight I think that. that would be the issue is you got to pick a team. Like, that's why I think Green Bay makes a ton of sense. Green Bay would because he would be the immediate option right away. He'd be the immediate number one. It wouldn't even been a, be a concern. Uh, what about a return to the Giants? He did say he wants to win a ring there. Um, I guess that would make sense. I don't. They would he have to be, be he good enough. Daniel Jones is his quarterback. That's the other thing. Yeah. But they would have to be good enough. Like, we would have to be talking about that by the time he's back, like they're sitting at like six and two, I think. Cause they can't have a second half slide to where he misses. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of other options. Maybe he could go, um, go back to Louisiana. He goes to be a saint, play with juice. I think, I think OBJ would want to be in a situation where he's not dependent be the number one guy, be somewhere that has a lot of weapons to be a relief. I see that argument, but he's also going to want another contract after this. Yeah. I mean, that's why he ultimately picked to go to the Rams is he automatically became the number two guy, number two option with an established quarterback on an established offensive scheme that he knew would generate him targets. I, I He's going to want to get paid. That's the thing after this season. You know, it's kind of weird that I feel like Odell's like slowly starting to turn into the kind of player. Dez? A little bit like Dez. I was going to say like Deshaun Jackson though. Way better but yeah. Deshaun kind of felt like got hurt and then like bounced around to several teams. People always wanted him. Or almost like a Brandon Cooks, too. Like people always wanted him, but he wasn't ever like healthy or just like didn't work He's out. Not, it's like OBJ's in a weird situation because he can always upgrade your team. But it's like there's this lingering issue of is he gonna be on the field? I think yeah. that's it. It's kind of like that Wait, lingering. Is a lot. 
Yeah, it's a lot. It's a go lot. Back to, go back to Carolina with Baker. They got along so well. They got along so well. Let's talk about the Panthers. Yeah. I think the Panthers are going to have the number one pick. Yeah, the Panthers, um, the fact they couldn't beat Cleveland. Uh, the fa- I mean, Cleveland and New-, New York have been two good defenses they've gone up against. Um, however, they've shown very little to me. This feels Matt like Rule is, I'm ready to say Matt Rule is the worst coach in the NFL. Yeah, I think Matt Rule's certainly got that stamped and sent out to everyone, to, but that's pretty brutal. brutal. Um, there's no creativity with the offense. I think at wide receiver, they just have a bunch of guys that are just like, okay. Well, DJ Moore is good. DJ Moore is good, but like, he's not some sort of, he's not top 10. He's not a world beater. No, he's, he's, he's very good. He's just not, you know, he's not a, a game changer, I guess I would say like, he's not to the level of like, you know, like a Jefferson or a cup or an Adams or a chase where you're like, okay, don't know. I, I just think with him, I'm just kind of like, he's really good, but he's not someone who I sit there. I'm like, Oh, DJ Moore's playing us. Uh Oh, you know? Yeah. I mean, the issue is they've just given away so much draft capital to mid quarterbacks. Yeah. I think, and again, I think, I think Baker's really bad. I think Baker's terrible. I mean, Baker hasn't shown me anything. I, I was like, I was, I was told by everyone he'd come out with his bloodthirsty vengeance. Instead, he's just maniacally mid. He's not very good. Not very good. No. Uh, we got a question from Leland. Will Antonio Brown return or is he done? Uh, I don't think done. anyone will want to touch Antonio Brown with a ten foot full. I think that scene that he caused at MetLife last season sealed him being not signed by anyone. I think he's done. One hundred percent. I think he can go make a Netflix documentary. His rapping career seems to be doing oh well. Okay, you know. Good for yeah, him. He's doing uh, other stuff. I think he's uh he's become a marked man. No one no one will sign him. I don't think anyone wants anything to do with that. Oh, speaking of this, let's talk about Brady. Uh, did you see Brady post game? Oh, he looked like gross and thin and <laughs> like sick looking. He looks sickly. I think I think more is going on. I mean the tantrum he was throwing during the Saints game. I mean, Brady's done that kind of stuff before, but not like when you're tied 3-3 in the third quarter. I don't know. Something's off. He's not, I mean, I mean the Bucks are 2-0. What can you say? I mean, what can you say? I mean, there's nothing bad to say. I mean, they beat the Saints, but... I would agree. I, I think he looks sick i don't know whether or not it's the really bad plastic surgery that he got or there's something else but something else if he was sick with some sort of serious like disabling disease people would know did you see the report from tmc today what was the report from tmz that before the saints game him and giselle and i don't know how true this was again it's reported by tmz so take it with a grain of salt but that him and Giselle were out in New Orleans and they were like arguing publicly in like a in like the square. Yeah, you know, I think something with a marriage is certainly going on. I think I think that is the I most. think it's waning on him. I think it's waning on him. I think it makes too much sense. I think that's what I think that's why he took the days off. I think something is definitely happening with Yeah, Giselle. but like and I, this is like obviously not like advice show, but if I'm Giselle, I get it. I mean, I'd be mad at them yeah. too. He said he was done. And this was like, you're going to help take care of the kids finally. And now he's left again. I mean, it's, I think she's pissed. I think she's really mad. I know she sent out that tweet, like, let's go bucks after week one. 
something's up there. Brady doesn't look good. I don't know if he's in the good mental spot, good physical spot. Things just look off all the way around for him. I mean, I wish him the best of luck. And I, I, I mean, he's the biggest athlete in the world right now, so you can't feel that bad. But I mean, if something's actually going on, I hope that he's able to. Yeah, I, uh, I hadn't out. seen the TMZ thing though. That's that's interesting. It was from earlier today. It was on Twitter. Uh, ben said, "Nah, the mass singer is just really important." Okay, well, <laughs> that is true. Mass singer does take a lot of dedication and time. Maybe he's just really worn down from that. Yeah, for sure. And we got Leland. This is for sure his last season. Yeah, I think. I, I think would think this is sort if he if he doesn't, he's just begging for a divorce, I suppose. Yeah. What should the Bucks do after he retires? That's our next question. Well, he's already signed on to a contract to be a broadcaster, I thought. He has that multi-million dollar deal to be with Fox. No, no. What should, oh, the, what Bucks should the Bucks do? do? Not what he should do. What should the Bucks um, do? What should the Bucks do? They have a roster built to win now. They have Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask is a joke. Um, <laughs> what about Blame Gabbert? No, God. Um, ben, that is such a dumb comment. <laughs> for Mason Rudolph. Big Ben out of retirement. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, I would say, uh, if who would they turn to? Maybe, I mean, they go, maybe Tannehill's gone and they go to Tannehill. I don't know where you go. I mean, if I think you're Tampa, I think I'm not saying if they win a Super Bowl this year, but well, if they make a deep run, they don't have a pick to use that can. Be yeah, I mean, if it. they make a deep run, I almost think you just chalk it up as we went all in and we won a Super Bowl. We were rel- we were one of the most relevant teams in the NFC. I mean, sign Jimmy G. That that's one that makes sense. That makes sense. sense. I just don't know um, if he's gonna fill the void. Like, I don't know if the Bucks with Jimmy G. Who else would the Bucks have an option to get after? I'm trying to think of someone that like. I mean, they could go after one of these young players who just isn't playing, like Jordan Love. Like God, scratch the itch on the. Scratch the Jordan Love itch. Maybe see, Trey Lance. see what's there. Trey yeah, Lance. Speaking, speaking Jimmy G. I, I do have the quite. I I pointed out. I think. The 49ers offense looks as if it, it runs better. Lamar question mark. This now, would be the worst. That, that would be a hellhole. That would be um, so bad. I would I would hate to see Lamar in Tampa. It's okay. Lamar is gonna be in Miami next year anyway. So, I don't know. With the way two is playing. It's two games, Ethan. I know, but he's looked so good. And what did he do against the first game against it wasn't like he was spectacular against New England. No, but when you have six touchdowns and over four hundred yards, you deserve your roses. No, he he deserves his credit for week two, but let's I'm saying let's see what he does against Buffalo and then we'll talk more about this Tua conversation. But for sure. Lamar and so but no, my question about Jimmy Garoppolo um was gonna be this. Do you think Trey Lance has another shot in San Francisco, or do you think this is it for him? No, I think he does. I you really does. think so? They've invested too much capital. I don't see any way they can turn their back on him. To be Say completely you, honest, so you really think I? There's part of me that thinks this might be he might that might have been his last snap in San Francisco. I don't see how. The issue is they traded three first round picks for the guy. I mean, no matter what you think, it whether you talk about sunk cost fallacy or whatever, you can't. I mean, they're not going to have. They didn't have a pick. Last year, this year, and next year. I mean, they don't have a first for the next. I don't, I don't see how you do. You've put too much into him. At some point, you have to see. And if you're re-signing Jimmy G after this year, he's going to get signed for more than his current contract is. 
let's say jimmy g takes them back to an nfc championship game let's say he takes them back at some point you can't ignore that if he takes them to the nfc championship game he's going to get a way bigger payday than probably the niners can pay him i suppose that's true i mean that's the thing there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of quarterback hungry teams it's going to be a buyer market for jimmy g next year Gonna be a buyer market for Jimmy G. I'm just skeptical that Trey Lance may have seen his last snap. I think there's a lot of things going on unfairly around Trey Lance. I think the offense looked weird with him in there. It always did. I know Shanahan was super excited to use him, but I feel like things were always kind of a little bit off. Um, you know, just it did never feel like he really got a fair shake. And for some reason, I've always gotten this weird tense thing after the, like you know a couple games of him playing that San Francisco just wanted to move on. I don't know. I mean, I will say I thought it was. I mean, so I have two things to say about the Trey Lance situation. Number one, I think it was gross of Bleacher Report to publish that article of like Niners players are relieved that Trey Lance is no longer yeah. the starter, like hours after the game. Come on. The dude just broke his ankle. Like, at least give him some time. Like, I mean, it's, a, it's an industry that thrives on breaking stuff first if they had some. No, I mean, I agree, but it just feels a little skimming. And then Colin Coward. Did you see his Twitter exchange about it? No, I didn't see anything about it. Okay, did he so actually I, date his daughter? Yeah, he did date his daughter. What people, happened? People what? were trying to call me out on that, but no, that's real. He did date his daughter. I thought technically, he did date as well, too, I thought. I thought that so was technically, it was never official, but for some reason, Trey Lance was at Colin Coward's house like five times before the draft process. And there were multiple pictures of them together. So like it was never actually confirmed, but um, it was a situation ship at the very. It least. was a situation ship. No, but there was something with Colin Coward. Of Colin Coward posted a video after he was hurt of basically like I feel bad for Trey Lance, but the team is much better today. And then he come came back with this like crazy retort. I'm gonna make a video about it, so be careful. He dated the queen, Liv Cowart. Jerry, you're also watching with Ben, just on different... <laughs> what up, Jerry? Jerry's watching too? He did date He did date Liv Cowart. I believe that I had seen something yeah. on Instagram that the men of the world were devastated to learn that Liv had been taken by Trey Lance. Obviously, it seems things have flipped script-wise and they are no longer together. Unfortunate. Great for anyone looking after go after Liv Cowart. Um, shoot your shot, folks. It probably won't work. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a real thing too, as well myself. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bad, it's just a bad situation. I don't know. I, I do have, again, I, I know there's nothing to base, base this off, but I have this weird feeling that for some reason, San Francisco would want to move off of him. You know, who's another quarterback that a team might move off of that the Bucks could get dark horse, Derek Carr. I guess I could see Josh McDaniels trying to bring in his own guy. I mean, they're locked into Josh McDaniels for a while now and Josh McDaniels might decide after this season, if they don't make the playoffs, he might look for a scapegoat. Well, I mean, he wouldn't need to, he's not going to get fired after his first season. I know, but he might want to make himself look a little bit better again. I don't know if they actually would. Mitch ben, Trubisky stop talking be about Mitchell Trubisky. Stop talking about Mitchell Trubisky. That guy is the worst. <laughs> Hey, he's he's one and one as a starter so far. He's a joke. <laughs> the Steelers' offense is a joke. That offense is so bad. 
Oh, that's true. Carr did just sign an extension with a no trade clause. Okay, that's that's true. Okay, that one's on me. I would say for Tampa Bay, it'd be more likely that they would they would sign, they would draft someone. I'm sorry, they would draft someone before that. It would probably be like How a second would they round get up guy. that high though? Second round guy. You hope you can maybe. I mean, there's gonna be some good somebody's gonna fall in love with uh what's the Florida quarterback? Anthony's something. Um, some team's gonna i've seen so many like he's the josh allen of this class so many teams are just gonna fall in love with the idea that they could make a josh allen which josh allen it's not like richardson anthony richardson just because of the arm talent the athleticism again if you think a guy is josh allen talented go for it the issue is not every team has sean mcdermott and brian dayball to yeah, you got to give – I mean, that, that is a big part of Josh Allen. I mean, just two years ago, the difference between Josh Allen now and two years ago is very telling. They very developed telling. great. They've done a great job. That's the thing I people a lot of times fail to recognize with quarterbacks is, yes, there are talent that they have, but you have to figure out a way to mold that and use it properly and to build off their weaknesses. For so sure. A more well-shaped quarterback. And build, an, build a team around them. I mean, they brought in Stephon Diggs to help. You know what? Here's a suggestion. Here's a team – this could happen. Thought this popped in my head for buck for the Bucks. Okay. Hear me out on this. Chicago trades fields. They go the after one. another quarterback. If they suck. I don't think they're gonna they suck as bad as I they thought have a they new were. GM. They have a new coach. They no, it, I, guy. They I get it. Fields. I wouldn't do it, but I get it. I wouldn't I do it either, but I'm just saying, let's just say you're the Chicago Bears. You sit at number one or two. Stroud, Love are both going to be there. I mean, Stroud and Young, both going to be there. Do you think oh, Fields are better than those two? No, What I so on your point, I do think we are going to see some weird quarterback movement because I think if a team is sitting at one of those one or two spots, I think they're going to roll the dice on those guys. I agree. I mean, I think there's a lot of teams that are going to reach on quarterbacks. I think you look at Stroud and I think you look at Bryce Young and I think you could say this is this is our version of a Justin Herbert type talent. This is a our version of a Joe Burrow type talent. This is our version of a Trevor Lawrence type talent. I mean, from a talent level, their arm strength, their athleticism is off the charts right now. Yeah. I think you look at it and you're like, the ceiling is so high with these guys. Our floor is pretty high as it is, and we could elevate these dudes. Like if you're Seattle. I think that's almost the perfect situation. You get to drop him in with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, plus that offensive line. Yeah. I think you're sitting there really pretty. Like, yeah. I think my reason I say the Bears could trade fields is because I feel like anytime if you're a GM or you're a coach or you're someone looking for it, if you're picking inside the top five, you have to consider quarterback. Oh, for sure. There's no excuse not to. So I feel like also, if he sat there with fields after if he doesn't show really huge strides, which to be honest, he hasn't really wowed hugely here early i know the first game was again as a wash because they're playing in the monsoon but you know best top two since rg3 and andrew luck no mm, depends on how they finish this season well also depends on your board yeah also rg3 I mean, was like flamed out super quick the issue is andrew luck is like the God talent tier. yeah He's like talented. it's it's almost hard to like compare him because honestly, I would say Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are probably pretty close, but Andrew Luck is strides above Trevor Lawrence, so it's kind of tough. And RG three had all the talent. Lawrence. I mean, he, 
I mean, RG3 had all the talent. He took his team to the playoffs. Yeah, I know. His team just cooked them. His own team cooked them. His own team cooked. I mean, that's what happens when you play for Washington. I know. It's an unfortunate reality. It's just bad. Yeah. It's just bad. I mean, we'll see. This NFL season, I'm starting to get on board with that. It was one of the hot takes that was submitted when we ranked hot takes. And it was that basically there wouldn't be a team in the AFC that had more than 11 wins. And as I'm seeing this season play out and the parity that's happening, I'm almost starting to think, yeah, I could see it. I mean, people were picking the Chiefs and Chargers to each win, like only lose three or four games, which at this point, I don't don't think that's happening. No. I, I think at best the Chiefs and Chargers end at 12 and five. I think both of those teams, I think they're going to split. I think the Chargers are probably going to take the next one. But I don't see the Chiefs running through these teams in this early schedule the way that they are. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, they look, I mean, we haven't even talked about that Thursday night game, but the Chiefs looked vulnerable. I mean, it's not like they just took the Chargers' lunch money. No, they were a bad pass away from losing that game. But not a bad pass, just an exhausted unit out there on the field. Or honestly, you could say one ref call away. I mean, if they didn't call that defensive pass interference on Bryce Callahan, which was clearly OPI, I mean, yeah, there's probably about three or four balls that were either overturned or called incomplete that probably could have been ruled interceptions for the Chargers on the Like the Asante Samuel one. I mean, If any of those plays had gone the Chargers' way, it's probably a much different story. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I don't think the Chiefs are quite at the level that they were, but, I mean, we'll see. They're still very good. They're still super good. I'm not going to deny. I mean, they just beat the Chargers again. They hold the keys to the AFC West right now. They're sitting really good. Patrick Mahomes looks incredible so far. Who would be your MVP through two weeks? Mm, It's hard not to pick Josh Allen right now. Yeah, I think Josh Allen has to be. But, I mean, outside of that, I think Lamar has a really good case for it so far. Does Tua turn the ball over? So far, probably, but it's two weeks in, and I don't see him sustaining this. So I'll be, like I said, I'm really interested to see him play Buffalo this week. I'm very interested. I'm interested, too. I got to think of another player who I think is there. Mahomes is obviously in the conversation. Herbert's in the conversation. Do I think anyone in the NFC is in the conversation? Jalen Hurts also looks really well, but I'm not going to put him there yet. Jalen Hurts, that's another one. I might get on board by the end of the season. He might be a top 10 quarterback. You could maybe convince There's me. There's a long way to go. I know, but he looks really good. He looks really good. Yeah, he looks really good. He looks really good. And with the way that, I mean, Kyler also looks looks good. I mean, a lot of things had to go right for them, for them to win that Raiders game again. Yeah. I don't think that two-point conversion to A.J. Green was a catch. That hold they called on the fourth and four was non-existent. I mean, it was like a slight jersey tug as a dude on the other side of the field like ran. I thought that was a dumb call. I don't know. I mean, that's we'll more see. of a We'll see. I don't, I don't like Arizona. I don't think. I'm so – oh, who's this? I'm so upset about the Titans. I bet my Bills fan and loss had to bl- – all right, nice bud. Not a boy. Not a boy. DC. <laughs> Bad night. That's gonna be a rough one, bud. Sorry about that. You know, just talk to your bookie. Get back in there. You know, shoot or shoot on the bets. Hold tight. Maybe don't make that bet again. You know, start no. off that. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about before we go? 
Uh, nothing on my mind. Oh, on a uh, side note for non-related football, San Diego Padres, thanks for playing your three best games this season this past week against Arizona after getting shut out. You look a little bit better. Three games up in that wild card spot. Maybe, just maybe, we make the playoffs in a real season. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, their magic number is now 13. There's so. like 16 games left, so I'm pretty sure that's reasonable. It's but almost the end. Uh, Ben says Moneyball came out 11 years ago today. Great day. Should be a national holiday. Should be nothing that we should have been doing today. I shouldn't have had to work today if that's the case. What a shame. <laughs> we should have all just watched Moneyball. We should. That would be a great economics lesson. For sure. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're already a part of it. Make sure to give us a like, subscribe, be a part. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Again, we already made the bet on TikTok. If we reach 3K... 3,000 followers by in two weeks. So by October, basically Clark and I will both dump milk on our head and in thanks to Leland. Um, just make that. sure to rate the podcast. Make sure to listen. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for watching live. It's been so much fun to have all of you. Pleasure you. guys.